Hey, I bet you guys thought it was going to be like months before we came back from another into the episode, world of but Hilt Radio. This is like a week, like barely a week, and we're already rocking your world, rocking the mics, you know, the way that we do on Hilt one, Radio. One, two, one, two. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, what's Rock happening the mic. right now? One, two, one, two. So. I don't know. These mics are like. Well, remember when we were not cool and. <laughs> <laughs> so I we, mean, we were never cool. We're still not cool. No, but. no. Well, okay. So we we were like slightly reminiscing prior to the start of the show, and uh, I was I was we were talking about how we used to have a pub table that Brittany and her mom found at like a yard sale. Sure did. Uh, I want to say like just before we bought or just after we bought our house, the first house, our first house. No, didn't we bought it before our apartment. Oh, we, we did were living, have the pub table. We were oh, living with my, my parents. Gosh, yeah. And we had your couches. Yep, that I brought from New York. My bed. We had my bedroom furniture because I your also brought Your bedroom furniture yep. and like Target, um, their bookcases. college section bookcases. Yep. Yeah, like the 20 and yes. $30. We but we did like, not have any sort of table or chairs. No. And it was a tiny, uh, I mean, it was a good size apartment, but it was a tiny little dining space. So we don't have room for a huge dining table. Yeah, it was It was part of the kitchen. Like yeah. your dining area your is just the part apartment. of the kitchen where there's no appliances. And then there's the obligatory like patio door yeah. that leads to your six inches your of backyard. Your slab of concrete. <laughs> your backyard patio. Your slab of concrete and poop space for whatever animal you have. Yeah, no, 100%. 100%. But it was, it was funny because like early days, I mean, we're talking... 2015 like early days of the podcast we had two little like tripod stands that like one of them came with the microphone that you're using the audio technica the at and then the other one i think i bought on e- like ebay or something for like yeah. 20 bucks and it fell apart yes. pretty quickly uh and that was the one that i used for this mic i use a sm58 so you guys can hear the technical expertise of what we use right now on the show um but we used those until we upgraded to not these boom arms, but the other boom <laughs> arms that were just the clamp on yeah. ones. And every time you moved them, they like squealed and didn't. <laughs> and the, the tightening mechanism, the bolts like would not hold the mic in place. So like it would slowly drop as you're recording. And it got to the point where you would just hold your mic yes. because you got tired of it. But you had a tendency to like turn your head wherever Remy was. So it was almost like you were doing I, this. I can't. <laughs> right, Even right now, I can't sit still. I am in a, a swivel chair and you're probably going to hear the throughout the Just don't do the armrests because they Because click. I can't stop swiveling. I'm not allowed to have swivel chairs. No. But basically what we're getting at is that we are bootleg podcasters. <laughs> you were going to say boomer podcasters. Well, you're, a, a, you're a boomer It's a podcaster. crack at my age because I'm 40, so <laughs> I'm the boomer podcaster. No, but there was, I was watching Selling Sunset and I, I know I you guys watched this. I can hear the creaking, this. by the way. I can't stop moving. <laughs> But you were watching Selling Sunset. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, my new show. It's okay. actually not my new show. I watched this before Vanderpump. This is like your old new show. Yes. Well, no, I didn't watch this before Vanderpump because Vanderpump was like 2012. But anyway, I watched this before getting back into Vanderpump. There thanks to Chris. And there was, if you guys know what Selling Sunset is, it's basically realtors in Beverly Hills. So they sell the mansions and all those million dollar houses. And... The owners of the realty group 
is uh, this guy named Jason or, or Jason and Brett, I think his name. They're twins. Of course. And he dates a lot of young girls. <laughs> like he's in his 40s and his newest is like just turned 25. Oh, wow. And yeah, big gap. And we thought we had a big gap. Right. It's not. No. So <laughs> he's ta- he's sitting at a table with it, people who are younger than him because everybody's younger than him that he hangs out with. And you can, <laughs> sounds prob- like you can probably relate to <laughs> I this. To say, sounds like and me. he was talking about how um, like he's a, he's like, oh, we're all millennials here. And they're all looking at him like, no, <laughs> no, honey. you're not a millennial. And I always want to tell Liam, no, you're not. He is, though. No, Aren't you? I don't know. Okay, so... Because if you're not a millennial, he is definitely, definitely not, not a millennial. He's older than you. Yeah. A couple and, years, but and the, still older than and you. And that's kind of the thing is like... like the like boomer like the baby boomer generation is pretty actively like 1945 that would be like our parents right yeah, yeah like 1945 to like 1964 because it's post world war ii and then going through yes, like vietnam and whatnot right babies yeah yeah it was soldiers coming back from after, war yeah yeah for sure baby boomers it makes sense makes sense i get it from 1965 then you start with generation x gen x right because this was like your um, beatnik, hippie, underground, okay. you know, punk rock. Like this was kind of like the your sixties, your your late sixties into the seventies. Um, heavy drug influence, you know, Woodstock, whatever. Right after that, but what does that go to? Sixty five to that's, what? That's that's exactly that's what it is. Is like some people say nineteen seventy nine. Some people push it as late as nineteen eighty five. Because oh. you got to figure like a lot of that late 70s, early 80s with a lot of the punk rock, the new wave, a lot of the 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 pulse into different styling of music and more like more of a definition of political adversary, you know, where you very much didn't just have Democrat, Republican. You had socialists and Marxists yeah. and anarchists and you had libertarians like these different political um, ideologies that really mm-hmm. became more of a, a forefront. But you can't really say someone like me born in 1982 had any cognizant idea of what political affiliation they would have had. So some people, they do put it into like 82, 83, but Mm -hmm. some people kind of put it at like that 79 is kind of the lock I feel like that would be the difference. But it's hard because... Between kids being born in the 80s. But if you think about from 1945 to 1964, that is a 19-year gap of of age right like that's somebody being born and getting to the age of 19 before mm-hmm. you're changing into a new generation because ideally at that point 1920 you could f- be having kids mm-hmm. which uh, would facilitate a new generation right yeah and that would kind of be what it would so if you go from 19 um 1965 if you're gonna go that same 19 years that takes you to 1984 right like that is a 19 year gap another generation yeah, but I don't think that's how it works. I think it's like the the changing of the changing technology of the times, the changing of the times. times. But yeah. that, but same thing. That still is really weird because yeah. then you still have the delineation between people that remember what it was like before the internet, right? Which is me, which is you. In 1989, yeah. you remember yeah. a time before the you remember drinking Absolutely. from water hoses, of course, playing out until like. Your Late pa- at night. Literally, your parents forgot you existed until uh-huh. you came home and they're like, oh, crap, <laughs> I still have kids. Like, it was a very, that's where I, that's why I think, like, there is kind of this weird hybrid. You're not quite Gen X, but mm-hmm. you're not really a millennial. 
Yeah. Because I kind of look at millennials as like the kids that really grew up in like circa around the turn of the century, mm-hmm. like around 2000. Like okay. to me, our nephew, Sean, is a, is millennial, a millennial because yeah. he wouldn't really remember a time before, before internet. internet. Like right. he's not, he, he didn't have cassette tapes. No. You know what I mean? He didn't have vinyl in the house. Mm-hmm. He sees us collecting vinyl now, but we had vinyl in the house as kids. Right. You know what I mean? Your parents had a record player. My mom had a record player. Like, yes. So that's why I think like there is kind of this weird. But he weird... would have had a VHS player for sure, yes. for, for sure. But but because but... he played out Lilo and Stitch like no other. But he wouldn't have had Betamax. He wouldn't have had um, the Criterion series on Laserdisc. You know what I mean? Like right. he's not there's there's a bridge of technology that exists. You know, like where it's where it's it's kind of a weird, not quite. Like I said, not quite Generation X, but not quite Millennial. So I don't really know where I sit. It's somewhere in between there. And I kind of feel like you do, too. And even though you're 89, Mm -hmm. you kind of have like that old soul. Like you're still into like vintage and old things and not like in a oh vintage is cool it's like you've always liked that stuff yeah not, not because well it came you, gr- back around. you grow up with that stuff because so that's what your parents could afford yeah <laughs> yeah that's what's comfortable <laughs> but i i'm a millennial obviously i'm following that age that timeline yeah. that they say you're a millennial i'm like i'm a millennial i don't think saying if you're a millennial or a boomer or gen x or whatever generation you are in i don't think that defines you as a person it's just that's what defines your age yeah your your generation exactly and that's about it and you can either uh, agree with it or not agree with it but oh i I don't really i saw some term that was exennials that's what it is it's the bridge between generation x and millennials it's exennials so it's the ones that kind of sit in that middle that's what it was so that would be you that's 100 percent me yeah but for you, I don't think it would be me because I think I'm more. closer to the 90s. So yeah. I think I'm a millennial. <laughs> yeah, probably because you are just that young. Mm-hmm. So um, as we get out of this, I just wanted to ask you, what have you been up to since uh, the last episode? Oh, I mean, well, it's been a week. So I know. So weird. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think it was going to be this quick. Usually we record and then, you hey, know. Creaky. I can't stop. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. You're just going to keep hearing the creak, creak, creak sounds of my chair. It's the, at least it's like a rhythm. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What have I been up to? Hmm. Well, Remy's back in school now. Yeah. So we have to, you know, get up super early and roll out of bed, get dressed, get in the car, drive him all the way to school. Just kidding. He does online school. <laughs> yeah. So we get up at the butt crack of 8 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We sometimes push it and it's like 8, 10. We're like, Remy, get out of bed. Go brush your teeth. Right. He has enough time to brush his teeth and like throw on a shirt. But what I do enjoy, though, is that like he does get himself dressed, but he color blocks his outfits. Yeah. So if he has like pink shorts on, which he has or no, which yesterday he yesterday, had he pink shorts. Pink. He puts on a pink shirt today. Yeah. I held up green shorts so he picks out like a blue green shirt yeah like, he loves to color block his outfits. he's like a cartoon character yes it's, yes it's what they see on tv and that's what you stick with yeah and he will it. wear the same outfits like they always go together like yeah. the pinks and the pinks go together the greens and the greens so it's always the same outfit and it's so cute yeah I love it I love that he like obviously we buy his clothes but when we're shopping with him like he'll pick things yeah. out he'll see something and be like oh I like this I like that but he, the way he dresses himself, it's 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 cool. He has his own style. Like we were going out today, 
and not planned, but you and I are in black pants and a <laughs> sleeveless black shirt, both of us. We are. And then Winnie's. I was in, dressed first. She was. Uh, Winnie's in an Enco- light blue Encanto top and then white shorts. Remy was in the green on green or the blue on green. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're brightly colored and then we are like emo, emo parents. Kids. Yeah. So it was with our dyed colored hair and yep. tattoos. So. Oh, yeah. That's what I've been up to. I got my hair done today. You did because yes. somebody has a birthday on Friday. Who? Who has a birthday? You do. Oh, Mana has a birthday. Yeah, Jason, Jason has, a, has birthday. a birthday as well. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we found some new friends and we're birthday triplets. Yeah. So that's pretty cool how that works out. It was super cool because back in May, so the soccer academy that I coach for, the one that Remy's in, um, initially it was a friend of ours that was the coach for the 2014 age group, which is Remy's group. And he had like two other teams and it was hard for him to kind of balance all three of them. So I had helped out with some practices back in March, him and his assistant coach couldn't make a game the last game of the season. Cause it kept getting postponed because we had rain, which never happens here. Uh, and I have my coaching badges. So when they asked for a volunteer to coach, I was like, I'll, I'll do it. So I coached the game and the parents really liked how I coached. He got a lot of really good feedback on the way that I coached. Uh, so when we got to tryouts in May, uh, it was like Tuesday, Thursday were the tryouts Tuesday. He ran it and I'm just sitting on the sideline, just like cheering Remy on. And then Thursday or no, at the end of Tuesday, they pull me up, bring me to the head of the Academy and are like, Hey, you ready to coach? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It wasn't really an ask. It was a, you're coaching now. (laughs) Yeah. And like, while they're dragging me up to him, the moms turn to Brittany and are like, are you excited about him coaching? And you're like, we didn't Um, talk about this. (laughs) He's coaching. Yeah. It was it was just said that he was coaching and I don't have a problem with it. No. I know you've been wanting to do this because yeah. you coached Remy when he was what you sixes. Is U6, that what it was? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So his first soccer team ever, you got to coach him. You've coached our nephew, Matthew. And I know you really enjoy soccer period. Like yeah. you live, eat, breathe, sleep soccer. Like it's just 24 seven. If he's not working in between working, he's watching like West Ham videos on his phone. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's just all day, every day. He loves it. So I know he's been wanting to get back to coaching. So I'm glad that you got this opportunity to do it. And with that, we got to meet a lot of new family members. And then we've made some really close friends, which you know how that goes when you're older and you have to make new friends because of your kids. It's kind of like, man, do I have to? (laughs) And it's okay with being acquaintances with some people, but then you just meet certain people and you just like mesh like you you vibe vibe and you just gel all of the words that like bring you together it's so crazy the universe the force brings you together (laughs) it's funny yeah like we met this couple that they have four boys two of them are on our team and they're amazing it's two moms we love them so much and we basically just hang out with them all the time now (laughs) yeah yeah, no, it's like... Uh, it was the... Did we just become best, best friends? friends? Do yep. you want to do karate in the garage? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was It was awesome. And it's it's nice because it's not just like a you hung out once and we're like, hey, cool, that was fun. Like, we've gone to like birthday parties for them. Like, we've gone on movie nights. They yeah. come over and watch UFC fights with us. Like, it's it's been really, really cool. We and, fit well together. We yeah. all get along. The kids love each other. The boys are so great. I mean, they all get along with Remy, but not just Remy. They love Winnie. Yes. And that's what's like. Winnie is the only girl out of all of them. And she bosses every single one of them around. Yep. And they <laughs> and all of them are totally cool with it. Yep. They're not like, oh, God, Winnie. Like, they're yeah. all like, yes, ma'am. 
Okay, yeah. yes, my queen. Yes, my queen. Like, <laughs> yep. it's so sweet. It's my turn. It's your turn. It's your turn to play with her. My turn to play with her. Yeah. That's just how it goes. Yeah, no, it's pretty sweet. I was actually super impressed, though, that, like, not just with, with this group, you know, with these parents who I feel like we've vibed pretty well with, and, we, you know, we've obviously done a couple of hangouts. We have plans this weekend to hang out. But, like, a lot of the other parents where it, they kind of rallied, which was really unexpected for me because I was kind of expecting it to be like a learning curve that it was going to take a while for them to be accustomed to like me to you just because we are a little bit more unique mm-hmm. i guess like as we're alternative well, yeah we well we definitely i mean we're an alternative lifestyle couple because right. like i work from we both work from home dyed hair tattoos like it's not that other people don't have tattoos they definitely do mm-hmm. but like we are from what they were used to what the coach was before yeah we're different yeah, yeah, we are, uh, we're rock and rollers, you know what I mean? And it's, it's kind of cool that like they, they accepted us so quickly mm-hmm. and it wasn't like a, well, how come they get to be, mm-hmm. how, well, how come he's the coach? There was never like a mutiny or anybody that wasn't in support of what we do. Mm-hmm. And if anything, like the parents have all helped, like when we did the team bonding exercise here at our house, Everybody was super excited. Like we did pizzas and Sundays and I bought all the pizzas and then all the parents brought different toppings and stuff for Sundays. So we had a full blown like restaurant Sunday bar for these Mm -hmm. kids. Um, We bought like the thousand pack of water balloons, like the bunch of balloons. (laughs) And then other parents also brought the same kind of water balloons. So we had something like 2000 water balloons for the kids and they just lobbed them all at each other we did little like uh team exercises with the balloons like where you had to catch it and take step backs and then when it was done the the moms had their boys they were like oh we'll give you guys like 20 bucks whoever can collect the most balloon shards and the kids cleaned our backyard yes so our yard no joke was a rainbow there was no (laughs) way that we were going to mow the lawn and it not just get clogged up into that lawnmower. It was yeah. not possible. So they thought of a great idea, stuck around after all the parents left and had their kids pick up all the balloons. And we're like, that's amazing. Thank you so much for doing that. Yeah. They were all picked up. We didn't have to do anything. anything. No. And then we kind of just hit it off and we're like, wait, you guys like Disney? Wait, you guys like Star Wars? You like Marvel? You like all this nerdy stuff? Yeah. And then we were just chatting the night away. And it's, and I think with, with that, it's, it's been, I think it would have been more stressful if I didn't have the support yes. of the parents, especially parents like that, where right. like they, they want to be more present than mm-hmm. just like, I'm going to drop my kid off and you're going to babysit him for an hour or yeah, twice a week. No, you know? everybody stays around and they, you know, hang out and they chat with the parents that they all, you know, get along with and what everybody gets along. Yeah, it's yeah, nice. Yeah. I really enjoy this group. I have seen other groups i mean i think back to remy's you know first group and how we work i think everybody was new to it they were all babies it's probably most of their first time so you're just kind of looking at other parents like hi hi and but that's about it you know quick little conversations with this group we all hang out and kind of chat for that hour almost two hours of practice and it's nice it's nice to at least you know get along with everybody and not feel like i don't know you don't want to be there because i know that's hard for some people not everybody are chatty cathy's like you and i yeah <laughs> so i know for some people it is you know a little bit harder for them to have kids that are wanting to be in all of these extracurriculars and knowing that they have to just be a part of it yeah no exactly and i, I will admit i'm super nervous remy has his first game 
this Saturday. And obviously it's not his first first game. Like he's played he played this past spring season with this academy team. And that was like his first time playing with the academy. But this will be the the first game of me coaching fully in charge. Cause I coached obviously the last game of that prior league, but we didn't play any competitive matches all summer long. So this is our first foray back in. So I'm nervous. I've had tummy trouble this week or <laughs> and I my sleep schedule's been a little bit weird too. So it's just He's been stressed. Um, I am stressed. I'm I'm nervous because we lamb. We lamb. I'm not I'm not nervous about them winning or losing. I'm worried about them having fun and having it be like not having fun. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't want it to be like, if we lose, like the kids are all like down and out mm-hmm. and the parents are like, Oh, what are we paying for? You know what I mean? I want it to I be, I don't think that's what it would be. I don't think I so honestly either. think that they're just happy to go kick a ball around. And I really think if it was any other team, but because this is another big Academy mm-hmm. here in Fresno is our first game yeah. and they've taken players from our Academy. I mean, to be fair, we've taken players as well, mm-hmm. but I was part of the determining factor for that player to come back right. because he was on Remy's team when I coached at U6 and they were like they were like oh you're here like as soon as they saw me and you they were Mm -hmm. like oh you guys are here oh we're definitely coming back and we were like heck yeah nice so um but yeah that'll be this weekend but like I said we've got your birthday we've got Jason we've got Mana's birthday Mm -hmm. so triple threat birthday this weekend plus Remy's game plus West Ham played Brighton and we have not beat them since they've come up back into the Premier League, we've only lost or drawn. Oh, great. So I'm really hoping this is the time A where win. we yeah. actually get that win. I like this team. I like this West Ham team. I know everybody was kind of all up in arms about Declan Rice being gone yeah. and that being a big deal. And for me, not knowing the ins and outs of like who the better players are from me just being a spectator. I was never like, yeah, clearly Declan Rice is the number one player. I never thought that. Yeah. I always looked at the group. At the group as a whole and the players that have stuck around are kind of the ones that I always looked to be the ones that are making the play. So yeah. it was not a worry for me. For some of you guys, it was. Yeah, like, no, ah. for sure. But I don't know. I like this group that West Ham has and I, I feel like they're going to do better than last season. I just don't know how much how better. How much better. I, I, I have a, I mean, I think we go into every season like positive. Uh, positive. You have to. You have to. Yeah. Why are you a fan if you're going to stay negative? I hate it. I, I don't get that. The, the, the Twitter force is out this season and they have just been like, doom and gloom but that could be said for anything for yeah. sports for movies movies like think just star wars fans how negative like a huge group of the star wars fans are like it's that saying nobody hates star wars more than star wars fans yeah and that spider-man nobody so hates spider-man more than spider-man uh, fans yeah. annoying why yeah. are we like that stop being like that be the good in the yeah. fan base be the positive side and that's how i choose to live my life so yeah everybody else I guess go live in your little pity party. <laughs> There's so many times I'll go to like write out a tweet. And then when I see like any negativity in it, I'm like, delete. I'm like, there's no point. Like, yeah. why why put that uh, that energy out I into the universe? I think that's mostly why I don't like Twitter yeah. is it has yeah. become such just a negative place to yell all of your negative comments. Right. And I get it. It's a place to ha- throw out your opinion. And we all have opinions. But majority of them out there are negative. Yeah. Live more positive that's it and and it's the thing that frustrates me is when you do call somebody out for being excessively negative or excessively toxic the response is always what i'm not allowed to have an opinion and i'm yeah. like no you can have that opinion but yeah when you put this out 
what are you hoping to accomplish? Right. Like, do you think David Moyes is going to see your tweet about the formation or when he made substitutions mm-hmm. and is going to go, oh, Stephen bunch of numbers thought that I should have substituted <laughs> so-and-so at 65 minutes instead of at 88 minutes. I'll do that on the next game. Like right. he doesn't care. <laughs> right. He's never going to see your tweet. And guess what? At the end of the day, and, and this is my big thing that like I kind of wrapped my head around. Like I can be critical to some degree on the way things are played because I would say if I was the coach, because I am a coach, Mm -hmm. I would do it differently, but I am not a premier league European trophy winning, you know, coach. I am a, your, your life writing on this, you know, because it's your career. Yeah. I, I coach for a 2014, like these are six, seven, eight, nine year olds (laughs) at an Academy in West Fresno. Like I have to know my brief at this point. And same thing, like, so much of this podcast was spent on our thoughts when it comes to Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, and Pixar, like TV shows and movies and the way rides are done and whatnot. But like, we're not directors. We're not screenwriters. Mm -hmm. We're not, I mean, I'm an actor in the loosest sense of the word actor, Mm -hmm. but I'm not a TV screen, movie screen, cinema actor. Um, So it's like, you can have opinions on things, but wouldn't, wouldn't it be better to have positive opinions on things. And like, yeah, if you see, see see something that is like blaringly negative, like, yeah, maybe call that out um, just to help draw attention to it because we don't want to completely ignore things that, sure. that could be problematic. Right. But you also have to think like, what is the benefit of this? Is it just venting? Like you just need to get something off of your chest, mm-hmm. which maybe do that in a less public forum. Mm-hmm. Like there's plenty of times you and I have ranted and we've been like, all right, cool. Like, well, Good thing we don't have mics in front of our faces, yeah. you know? Well, with, with Twitter, I realized that that was a place I years ago I would go to and I would want to write an opinion and it was always negative. Yeah. And I would type it out and then delete, 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 delete. Because like, why am I doing this? Like, yeah. what am I trying to get from this? There are so many tweets I did not tweet because they were all negative. And that's the only thing I was going to Twitter for. I'm like, nope, not even going to do this anymore. I'm not giving it my time. To do, I just keep it on my phone because you can get certain news, fa- um, like articles Alerts, faster. Yeah, yeah. So if something is happening in your city or just anything huge that's going on, you know, around the world, you're probably not going to get on a regular news channel. You're going to get it from the people who are in it. Yeah. And you're going to get that on Twitter. You're going to get it on social media outlets. So that's why I keep it. Other than that, I don't look through it. <laughs> I go to get rid of the red or the little bubble that pops up on your phone and to say like, it. hey, there's alerts. And then I don't go past it. And usually the first thing that it is, it's always about Zendaya. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I'm like, this is positive. She's gorgeous. That was it for the day. I'm going to go on with my day being happy. Nice. You're like, that's the, that's my bit of positivity. Apparently that's what I look at on Twitter is all Zendaya pictures. <laughs> Zendaya and Tom Holland. It really is. It's like an in t- Zendaya and Tom Holland land all the time. And it's usually always good stuff. Yeah. And if there's a negative thing, I'm like, nope. I'm out. They're not <laughs> broken up. I don't want to hear it. I'm going to be really sad when they break up. Sorry, if. If. They, if, yeah. they get married, guys. They're having babies. They probably already are married. They just don't put it out there. And that's fine. They don't need to. So uh, what are you watching? Well, I mean, we were just talking about not getting negative, but um, I guess I'm going to have to start being negative now. Yep. <laughs> okay. So since, since VPR is uh, not ruining or running my life anymore, it kind of is. It still. still is because it, you, and we'll get into this in my next question, but 
you have found other ways to still immerse yourself in the Vanderpump rules. Well, we Uh, have gone back and you started from the beginning. So I initially did that because I was like, I'm going to just put it on and fall asleep to it. And like, I'll catch what I catch. And then I found like, well, no, because I want to know specifics. Yeah. So when things get referenced in this next season or like when you're referencing something, I will know what you're talking about. Right. Instead of being like, I don't remember. And that. you did that on your own. I did oh, yeah, not yeah, yeah, put yeah. it on. I'm like, you're starting from the beginning now. Yeah. I'm putting the kids to bed. I always have to lay with Winnie because she likes for me to lay with her. She'll, she'll <laughs> one out of like a hundred days, she'll ask me to lay with her. And within five minutes, she's like kicking me out of, and I'm not joking. She literally will put her feet and her hands on me and be like, I want to lay with mama. I'm like, oh, why am I even here? Why did you ask for me? Yeah, I'm literally she a sperm donor for mind. this child because <laughs> she doesn't want me around at any other point. No, she loves him. But when it's bedtime, it's, I always have to lay with her. Yeah. But like you said, there's that rare moment where she'll ask you. And then again, five minutes later, she's asking for me. Like, okay, you can go now. I yeah. want mama to lay with the, me. The one time I can think of this year that she did actually fall asleep when I was in bed with her. When I got up within 10 minutes, she was up and in our room, yep. grabbing your hand and pulling you back to her bed. Yep. So that's why I just go and lay with her. I make sure she falls asleep and then I can sneak out of the room. But when I sneak back to the room, Liam starting VPR from season one all on his own. And I'm so proud. Yeah. If I'm not doing that, I'm replaying Call of Duty. That's true. <laughs> that's been, yes. I balance it. Like one night I'll do Vanderpump. Up. the next night i'll do um modern warfare that i've been re- not the new three games of modern warfare the old three like from 2007 to 2011 or whatever those are the ones i've been playing gotcha yeah so when i hear bang 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 bang, bang, bang i'm like uh the it's not of the, of the vibrating controller yeah but then when i'm hearing you beep beep Beep. I know he's watching Vanderpump because yep. everybody's just cussing each other out on that show. All day, every day. But yeah, other than that, what have we been watching? Man, we watched the new episode of, so- of Ahsoka. Yeah, well, the first one. We haven't watched the yeah. second, the part two of the first two episodes. But what were your thoughts on like just the first one? Amazing. Yeah. I love it. I get Mandalorian vibes. For sure. More, More so. Than, than Andor. Andor. Yeah. yeah. I always call it Cassian. For right. some reason, I think it's Cassian. It's Andor. Same thing, but it's not as dark as Andor. It has right. more of those light vibes that Mandalorian did, but it's still darker yeah. than Mandalorian because I feel like Mandalorian was more lighthearted. I feel like with Ahsoka, we missed so much with Rebels, but from what we know from the Clone Wars and her character and where she left off with the Force and you yeah. know just being an apprentice and then being apparently a master now to are these spoilers yeah well okay so <laughs> i don't know what gets i don't know what's known in rebels well and it's and it's tough too right because they kind of did like they finished out clone wars from what i can remember right because i was not an avid clone wars watcher but when they kind of finished off with her leaving the jedi right her quitting and going off on her own um and then they did like that bonus season that focused more on the clones and like the ones that were still surviving post order 66. Right. You know what I mean? The ones that didn't, their chips were faulty or whatever. And then that led into like bad batch, which then became its own show. And then they did star Wars resistance, which I don't think we made it more than like two or three episodes. No, that one we was did rough. not. 
And then Rebels came out. And I think we watched the first season pretty much the whole way. Resistance was before Rebels? I want to say around the same time. I want to say it was around the same time. Was first. I think maybe Rebels and then Resistance came out a little bit. Like midway through Rebels. Maybe. But like the first season we definitely watched. Yell at us. Yeah, let us know where we missed on this one. Second season, we kind of fell out of it. I went back in and watched, I think, all the way up to like season four. But even then it kind of got shaky. Like I definitely was pulling my phone out and like doing other things while yeah. it was on because it just didn't grip me quite as much. I did like the second season when Ahsoka comes back and you're like, oh my gosh, like she was whatever the fake name they had for her. They had mm-hmm. like like deep throat from the, the Watergate thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there's she's the informant type right. thing. And I can't remember what it what it was. It was like turnstile or some crap. Like I have that. no idea. But anyways, um, so when she came back, I thought that was really cool. It was like a nice little like continuation of what they had with um, uh, Clone Wars. Obviously still Dave Filoni and, and all that. And I feel like this, this feels like it, it feels like an homage without mm. it being a direct continuation. Like obviously it is from a storyline perspective, but it's, I don't feel like it's, hinged on us having had to watch those because they'll explain enough of it that like you kind of get what's going on still yeah um we with the first episode of ahsoka we found out a bunch of what happens in the end of rebels apparently so i'm guessing these are not spoilers we're just going to talk about it guys at this point if you're listening to this podcast more than likely you probably are watching these shows so and if not sorry just letting you know spoiler alert yeah pause this show watch it and come back so I found out that Ezra dies. I did not know that. Well, uh, allegedly. Allegedly, because dies. this season might be leading to him. Right. So he is gone because he that was his way of taking out Thrawn. Yeah, he took out Grand Admiral Thrawn in some sort of, which I have not seen. I have right. not seen this episode. But there was some sort of sacrifice that he made to stop Thrawn to save the rest of like the group of rebels. Right? Apparently, I did not know that Sabine was force sensitive. Yeah. I either was not paying attention at all or the episodes I did watch did not touch on that yet. Right. So I'm guessing the later episodes of Rebels. Or this was a reveal for Ahsoka. I, I don't know. Yeah, so you yeah. guys can let us know that too. Because I don't know if I will go back and watch Rebels. It, I, um, it makes me want to. So I fill in the gaps in mm-hmm. the folklore. You know what I mean? Because there was some stuff in Mandalorian that was a nod from Clone Wars stuff too. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of good to have watched like the Siege of Mandalore and everything in the Clone Wars um repertoire to then when you watch Mandalorian, see those little nods because it's still Filoni. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's gonna he's gonna keep his uh, vision alive. We don't know about um, what is Freddie Prince Jr.'s character, Kanan Jarrus. Kanan, I was gonna say Caston. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, so Kanan, we don't know what. Well, I don't know what has where his character left off. If yeah. he died, if he's, I know he's like blind, right? Yeah, he got blinded. I want. I feel like that's where we kind of left off. Yeah, it was they were so. And this was the thing you didn't see the showdown between Ahsoka and Vader. No, but I remember hearing about that being like a huge thing. Yeah. And I want to say that might've been like the third season. Like Mm -hmm. it was the end of season three. It was kind of this buildup. They get to this like old Sith temple and whatnot. And in it, Kanan gets blinded um, by, I think Darth Maul. Cause Darth Maul is like leading Ezra on, like he's Mm -hmm. kind of tricked Ezra. Um, And you know, the, um, 
the Inquisitor from the first. Right. Yeah, I know. One, he, he, you see him in little force flashback visions that Kanan has as a temple guardian. And okay. he kind of like helps Kanan get out of the temple and all, and all that. So like you see that at one point he obviously was good. Like he was a Jedi. Weren't some of these characters in Mandalorian? Yeah, we, well, we saw we saw the Inquisitor. The in- yeah, was that but, Mandalorian? Um, oh, they're all jumbling now. Yeah, was it Mandalorian? Yeah, was it? Because other than last... that, it would be Boba Fett, right? Those yeah, are the only other in... show, and it wasn't Andor, right? No, because <laughs> that would be way and it was no before. Yeah, because and no, because Andor. Well, no, because that all still would have been time period. Oh my goodness! You know what I mean. We've lost our Star Wars credibility, I know. guys. Well, I think I think what has gotten tough is that so much of it has kind of overlapped. Yeah, and they're they're kind of sitting in because when you think about where Mandalorian sits, Mandalorian sits out after Return of the Jedi. Okay, right, because this is everything. Because Book of Boba Fett is Boba Fett coming out of the Sarlacc pit, which would yeah. have happened in Return of the Jedi. So this is this is post original trilogy pre-sequel trilogy okay whereas stuff like star wars rebels so did it happen in andor no it, no it happened in obi-wan Obi-Wan. It oh happened my in god Obi-Wan. i'm we missing completely a, whole Obi-Wan. Show. a whole show <gasps> sat there yeah so it happened in oh, obi-wan that's yes. where it was makes sense but that light bulb right but that same thing like obi-wan is pre is post prequel but pre-original trilogy it sits in that little pocket and Rebels is kind of like where it has this weird overlap where yeah. it exists um, because you had a lot of those Clone Wars characters that mm-hmm. were popping back in to Rebels. Mm-hmm. Um, and now the Rebels characters are in Ahsoka. We got what Hera's in there. Yeah, we we got have Hera, Sabine. Which is Mary Elizabeth Winstead from uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yeah. She was also Ramona. a huntress. Yeah, Ramona Flowers. She was also a huntress in Birds of Prey. Right. Um, we're also getting, I can't think of the actress's name. Um, that plays Sabine. I don't know and her it's name. Not either. the voice actress. No, that was from the. She's good an place. Australian actress, but I don't know what her name is. But she's Chinese and Italian, and it's yes. awesome. It's very very cool. Um, but I love her character in Ahsoka. Like I do love that we're getting Sabine. I love this version of Hera that we're getting in the trailers. We've seen Chopper make an appearance as mm-hmm. well, so we're gonna get some redundancy of these characters. And I'll be honest, like I love Grand Admiral Thrawn as a villain. Like mm-hmm. in the books, in Heir to the Empire, that trilogy is easily one of my favorite trilogies. It's Timothy Zahn who like jumped into the Star Wars folk- folklore and just took it to another level. Like for me, him and Michael A. Stackpole are absolutely the two best authors that worked in what is now the legacy of um of uh, uh of the Star Wars expanded universe in in the novelizations. So. Yeah. Which you were all about. You read like oh every Star Wars book. I I have we still have them. Yeah. And I've been trying to get you to do them, but it's it's a, they're heavy reads. They're it they really are. I think I've read the first chapter of I can't even tell you the name of the book. Shadows of the Empire. Yep. So that's I've read that same chapter over and over. I've tried so many times and I just don't and that one, for those that remember, was also an N64 game with Dash Rendar as like your main character. But Shadows of the Empire takes place between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. So it's them trying to find where Han Solo encased in Carbonite is. And it's it's really, really cool. I love the 
the the introduction of like Black Sun and the criminal organizations that sort of exist on the periphery of like the political spectrum that is the Empire. So then to see where we are now after you, you know, knowing all of that extra knowledge from the books and even though they're not they said they aren't canon anymore right no like those just, books are not no, no. but i they do kind of take little things from them i mean they do and they don't i mean they've taken grand animal thrawn yeah. obviously i don't know if they've put like the nigiri mm. in because i haven't seen that in rebels i imagine they have to those were his alien bodyguards mm -hmm. that <laughs> spoiler alert in the books become princess leia's bodyguards because they refer to her as lady vader because they can oh. smell anakin's blood in her veins wow it's so dope it is serious and they're like an assassin like um uh breed of alien like that's mm -hmm. their okay their sole purpose is they are like deadly assassins they're dope so so cool but will not do anything to her because she's because tied she's to vader. because she's lady Amazing. Vader. it's so freaking cool i love it but there was some like Jason and Jaina, right? The twin children of yes. Han Solo and Princess Leia. Obviously, that's out the window because right. it's all Ben Skywalker, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It, or Ben Solo, sorry. It's just it's it's interesting because they've taken some random things, but I feel like there was so much they could have pulled from that mm -hmm. that they just chose not to. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that would be like the MCU not pulling characters from Marvel Comics. It would be them. It'd be like them being like, no, we're going to do these movies and here's your tentpole characters. Here's Spider-Man, Iron Man and Captain America, but we're not going to use Thor. We're not going to use the X-Men. We're not going to use Fantastic Four. We're going to create all new characters and just do that. And you're yeah. like, you have 60 some odd years. Of yeah, I know a lot of people from. were kind of upset about that when it came out that the books were not canon. Yeah, well, me, I was, was, I was definitely thing. one of them. And that this is the thing, because. I still have those books. I can still go and read those books. Yeah, it and doesn't still live erase that. them. No, not at all. And if anything, like, because I'm not the biggest fan of like The Last Jedi. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to only accept that version of Luke as mm -hmm. my only version. That is the mm -hmm. cinematic version of, yeah. of Luke. That is the accepted Star Wars canon. But I can go and read these books and get my own, a different version of Luke mm -hmm. that for me having that you grew up with. I grew up with. Yeah. From 1995, yeah. like when I first started reading these books all the way up until now mm -hmm. or up until 2012, mm -hmm. when they kind of moved out of that canon, that was it. Like, that's my Luke. That's my Leia. That's my Han Solo. My Wedge Antilles plays a huge role in, in that expanded universe. And I like that. I enjoy that. But just because the movies don't acknowledge it doesn't mean I can't also have that. Yes. It does not erase your childhood or your nostalgia. No, not at all. <laughs> and it's and it's nice because then I still get both versions. Yeah. I get two for one. Exactly. I mean, it's the same with Marvel and their comics and their spins on things. You know, it's they kind of take what they want and you can tell that they're piecing together more comics that then like one storyline is telling. Yeah. And you see that because you've read them all. You know yeah. all the big storylines that are happening. You're like, I can see where they're, you know, differing and kind of trying to pull from all different aspects here. And a huge but, shout out to Marvel Unlimited. I love that service. It's like yeah. that's my birthday present every year mm -hmm. is my an annual subscription to Marvel Unlimited. So I can just read comic books mm -hmm. and I don't have to open the ones that are in the bags and boxes. Right. In my, Yep. And but back to that is it doesn't delete them. They yeah, are still there. Yeah. This is just a different version. Yep. And I don't know why we're so afraid of difference and yeah. you know change, but 
either embrace it or kind of just go back to the what to the books you like. Yeah. Go back and read those. Go back and read the comic books. Watch the shows that you like. Maybe don't put your money towards the, the new stuff if you are that upset about yeah. it. But like you've said, you appreciate all of it. Yeah. You will watch all of it because you want to see the different takes they're going to, you know, yeah. spin. And that's, and that's the thing is like, that's not to say like, I'll use Batman as an example. We have had so many iterations of Batman throughout the years and all of them are unique in their own way. For some people like Michael Keaton is their Batman. For other people, it's Christian Bale. Other people, it's Ben Affleck. There's a whole new generation that'll have Robert Pattinson, not as a Twilight, but yeah. as Batman, that will be yeah. their Batman. And I love that. I love that we can get these different takes and it gives different, it gives uh, a platform to different voices to tell their version of a story because Batman was not the Frank Miller Batman for decades before mm -hmm. Frank Miller and it became the dark Knight. It became this more um, violent um, brooding character than what he was prior prior to that and that's not to say that the prior version of batman's erased or that the dark knight is the uh frank miller's version is the only version the you know eponymous version of batman there's multiple versions and i and i love that i love that we can have these aspects i love that we can get a spider-man movie where you can have toby Maguire and andrew garfield and tom holland all in the same film like you don't get that if you don't get different takes and then you can go to across the spider-verse or into the spider-verse and get to see their take on spider-man and have feel like the comic books on screen like yeah. they literally took the comic book threw it on a screen and that's what we were watching that is amazing i think they have done it so well and you can get things where they do in across the spider-verse where you have um what's his name hobie brown yeah all not you, just spider punk but um no the live action oh when you get uh prowler you, yes yeah, prowler's get, there yeah. and like that's hilarious they can do all of these things and it makes sense it works because there's all different types of spider-man since they've started spider-man i love when he's walking past typeface and typeface goes go to helvetica spider-man and spider-man goes bold <laughs> <Helvetica>. <laughs> so good oh jokes Friggin' nerdy jokes, nerdy jokes. But I would, I would say pivoting from Star Wars and that big tangent, right? Well, and, but kind of continuing in this Marvel universe. Um, okay, uh, Ahsoka, like it, don't like it. Do you I like where it. it's going? Love it. Okay, love we're it. excited and to see where the show is going to take us. Yeah, I love, I love what they've done, and I, I'm excited to see where it goes. Okay, but I'll be honest, like even with Book of Boba Fett, was not my favorite of the mm -hmm. Disney Plus Star Wars shows mm -hmm. but i still like but it was still great watching I, it yeah i still enjoyed it and it's not the top but it was still great for yeah. what it was and it's it's more star wars mm -hmm. we went decades with no star wars yep. it gives me more star wars we get, give me the good we get give me new the bad star wars give me the ugly. every year yeah i'm happy with whether that. it's a continuation of the of a past season we're getting new star wars guys. and i hated ahsoka when she was first introduced like i hated clone wars when uh -huh. it first came out i was like this sucks. But then I go, because oh, it wasn't for you. It was for kids. It's not for me. And once <laughs> ah, I loved Ahsoka. Yeah. And once I realized that I was like, cool, I don't need to hate this mm -hmm. because it wasn't made for me. Mm -hmm. You know, like, and, and I think that's sometimes where people miss the mark. Um, real quick. So what are some other things we've been watching? 
Oh, lots of things. Um, After Party, season two. And if you haven't watched season one, go back and watch season watch one. Watch it. Yeah. I think season one's the better of the two seasons, but this one does follow three of the characters. Yeah, because you have Zoe, you have Zoe, Anique. Anique, and the detective. Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, what? I can't think of her character. I can't think of her name, name right now. now. But she's like my favorite part. A hundred percent. She's so good. Show. She's my favorite part of everything. Even in, yeah, she's yeah. great. Even in uh, season one, I think she was the best. She was so good. But yeah, so go back, watch After it, Party. That's on Apple has TV. Ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz is in the first one. The first season. He makes a cameo in the second yeah, one. Yeah, but not enough. But he's in the first one. He's great. And you can't, I know Remy thinks of him as Sonic. Sonic. I only hear him as Dewey. Dewey Dunez. Yeah, from, Duck, from the new DuckTales. <laughs> it's so freaking good. Um, and then we also finally got to watch Elemental, which oh, I Elemental. do not understand any negativity Negative. towards that movie. It How? was easily one of the best the Pixar movies. Beautiful. Like ever. Not just in the recent years, mm -hmm. but ever. But yes, like visually stunning. Yes. I think the story is a great story. Uh, I don't know. It makes me cry. So I can't even really talk about it. it I mean, it's a great immigrant story, but it also... I mean, it also speaks to like the difficulty of like different societal upbringings, like mm -hmm. uh, people coming to the consensus that I will never get out of this. Yeah. Like th this is what I was born into and this is what I need to stay mm -hmm. into and not understand. And, and not even that they don't understand how to get to those other levels, but just thinking that it will always be out of reach mm -hmm. and being afraid to fail. Mm -hmm. And I, I love that. I think there were so many personal messages that were that were that built the forefront of this film and i love that it was done in, in a way that we've kind of seen disney and pixar pivot where there's not a true villain yeah there's not a villain in the yeah. story if anything the villain is like your own self-doubt i like, wonder if that's why these movies don't do as well because there isn't the clear Be cut because this is the bad guy we can all hate. i think because it kind of makes us actually have to look in deeper to the story yeah. and like why is this really sad other than losing a parent in almost all of these disney right. pixar movies there's always a parent or of some sort that passes away and that's kind of what they all hinge on this goes so much deeper where it's kind of that everyday like we all can like deal and like cope have to cope with these same yeah. situations so i wonder if it's too real well that, like hidden in an animation, which they always have been. Really, all of the movies have. There's always been a deeper meaning. Yeah. But I think just the stories today are so much more like, we need to talk about where our childhood trauma comes from. Uh, but I think that's what it is, because at the end of the day, there isn't a defined villain. Yeah. Right? Like the emotional trauma that you go through Sometimes it's from a family member. Sometimes it's from people at school. Sometimes it's people that exist on the periphery of your life that still impact it in a negative way. And when you're a child, you don't have the wherewithal to cut that toxic toxicity out. Mm -hmm. You don't know how to cope with that because nobody taught you how. Right. You know, and like we, we go to school for 13 years, right? Kindergarten and then one through 12. You were 13 years of school, not saying you do anything at the collegiate level after that. And you're not a master of anything by the time you get out of it. Mm -hmm. it. It is almost as though it teaches you only the bare minimum to get by each mm -hmm. year. Like you are learning just enough to pass a test, but not to actually grow as an individual. Right. And I think that's where there's 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 failure. And when you have you have a redundancy where it's each generation is kind of imparting that same 
challenge on every next generation because it's like this oh well i had to walk uphill to school in the snow both ways right it's this idea of well i had to struggle and it made me also struggle yeah my struggles made me who i am today so you need to struggle to be who i am no like f that noise like that's ridiculous you struggle to make it easier for the generation after you You, and then we're gonna struggle in different ways for the generation after us and that's kind of I think that's how life should work, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to do, we do everything in our power, you and I to make the lives of our children better Better. than the lives that we had. And that's not to say our parents didn't try to give us a good life. They did the best they could with what they had, what they had at that time. But what we're doing is trying to improve on that. It should always be keep moving forward. You should always be trying to absolutely to, to make, make, a better life for yourself and for the future generations, whether even if you don't have kids mm-hmm. like for the next generation of people that come they, through. And with these movies like elemental, like Encanto, like turning red, there is no villain. Yeah. The villain is like I said, self doubt, um, societal uh, pressure, society pressure, sometimes familial pressure. A lot of like, the times, especially in Encanto, right? Having a matriarch <laughs> that, Basically craps on a kid. But when you, you like makes when, it hard for But her. when you think about the arguments that were happening, we can go to turning red. Some of the arguments that were there, it was very much a how dare she have a voice against her mom. That's yeah. where a lot of the anger and argument came from. Yeah. And you read those comments and you're just like, ew, because I know you have kids. And basically you're telling your child to never, ever have its own opinion different from yours. Yeah. That is so sad. Exactly. And I think that when you have a, uh, a a child, right, or you have these movies that they're trying to convey their own message, it's because that's a message that's personal to the writer, to the director, to the, the whoever is creating this medium. Mm-hmm. And I, I, and I'm I trying think, to be relatable. Yeah, trying to be relatable. And I think we spend too much time trying to censor and find fault in yeah. these things, I mean, piggybacking off of what we talked about earlier, we try to look too much for the faults instead of just celebrating the uniqueness of what what is being put out into the mm-hmm. world. Yep, I agree. So uh, I think those those would all be high recommendations for us. Um, piggybacking off of Elemental, though, what are you listening to? Um, well, I think you're talking. Is it love? Is it love? Is I don't it know. Lav? Yeah, it's L- I think it's love. Love. L-A-U-V. But Steal the Show, which is like, it's in the movie itself, but then it's also the end credit song. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's it is so good. so good. We have listened to it no less than a hundred times. Yeah. The kids are like, again, again. So on our travels, the whole commute is that song over and over and over again. I'm like, we're going to play this out guys we are not gonna like it anymore and you sit there and say no we won't i'm like I bet you we won't listen to it tomorrow oh yeah oh, but i could say the same <laughs> thing about you wanting to listen to the 1975 on hey they're different songs there were multiple mornings where i woke up to like the same three <laughs> music videos while you're getting ready of the 1975 so that's true it def it definitely was a thing we have to happened. prepare we're going to a show in october but it was it was kind of cool this past uh practice we brought a portable speaker and Brittany made a playlist that had like all these different so i songs. made a, a yeah i made a soccer playlist and you want to just keep adding these songs. And of course they're kids. So you have to think about what's appropriate for children. And I'm like, okay, just as long as it doesn't have an explicit, you know, like a little E next to it, we're good. And then I'm putting the songs on. And then as we're listening, um, we will listen as we work out and Liam will look over and be like, do you know what the song is really about? And I'm like, well, I didn't, but thanks for ruining it for me. She put tag team. There it is (laughs) on, on the mix. 
and she did not know what it was about. And I was like, did you ever listen to the lyrics? Nope. I just heard the catchy jingle and it's all I needed. 100%. That's, that's definitely That's most you. music for me. Yeah. Well, because you only ever remember the first two lines of the song. Exactly. And then the chorus. Like, that's really yep. all you, that you Does listen Does anything to, else so. matter? No. Maybe if you have a catchy bridge yeah this is you this is you listening whoop there it is this tag team back again absolutely he is not wrong and then whoop there it is do people know the words after that i used to know the whole first verse i pretty much still know the whole first verse. of course you do but i think that's probably my problem is i have devoted so much brain space to lyrics (laughs) that's why i forget you know basic things like oh turn off the lights in the garage or take out the trash on Tuesdays. That's why I set alarms for things. You know, I'm not really sure what is stored in my brain. I kind of feel like I'm Dory and it's like nothing in my noggin, like <laughs> most of the time. I'm going to say the only things that are stored in your brain are every time I've made a mistake <laughs> <laughs> because then you bring it up in any argument we've ever had. No, I would say it's knowing where everything is yes because that's be you it. could be there like where's go. this and i'm like go here and here and then you'll look and you'll be like it's not here i'm like did you pick it something up and see if it was under said thing oh yep it's here i'm like all right give me a dollar but i love that remy's the same way so yes. he has just inherited like the dad search yes already and he's not even a dad so apparently it's just a dude search yeah uh real quick what are you playing oh gosh what am i playing right now well, we were playing uh, that new Disney's Illusion Island. Yeah, which that is was, a lot of fun. Yeah, the newer video game for very Nintendo Switch. It is. Your basic, what, side-scroller Yeah, side-scroller gives me Earthworm Jim vibes. Okay, yeah. I could see that for sure. Um, we were playing Kirby's Return, Return to, to Dreamland. Dreamland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I was going like, to say Escape to Dreamland. Which, well, which it's like the Nintendo Switch remastered version of what was like an old like Wii game or something okay. like that. Which I never played that one. Yeah, yeah. So this was the first time I, any of us played this game. So we loved it because all four of us can play and we enjoy a game where even our three-year-old can play the game and understand the basics of it so maybe for some people that might be a little too basic but for us it's perfect we kids want to play a video game and we all want to hang out together throw that on disney illusion island came out just a few weeks maybe a month ago yeah and we kind of got hooked we were playing it and trying to get through it we still haven't beaten it but if we had more time i know we could in like a weekend if we really wanted to it's it's definitely like it's another one of those games where you're just like the switch is the perfect family video game absolutely like xbox and playstations are great for like individual or maybe like co-op play Mm -hmm. but when you look at the switch it is the quintessential it's like having like family game night absolutely but like in this little box it's so nice i love it yep and you get to and there's nothing um, like violent about this game at all. I mean, obviously it's a Disney character, so but you're the, not going to expect anything to yeah. be violent. Everything that you're not beating up bad guys in any way. You have, you're, to, dodge you have to dodge everything. That's yeah. what it is. You can't step on a bad guy or you lose a heart and then you disappear and then you come back in a mailbox. It's, yeah. it's really silly, but it's a cute game. I love the animation because the characters look so doofy. They do. They Oh my God. Just everything about it is so corny, but it works. It's Disney. It's like what? Goofy swings from things with like hot, dog. uh, hot dogs. Like, yeah, like a, a hot Wieners. dog links. Yep. Yep. I love <laughs> and, it. And uh, I don't know. I think Donald's is like a fishing pole or something. I think so. 
Oh, and Mickey's is Oswald, like randomly an Oswald, like bunny head pops up and that's like his bouncing ability or something. Or, or when he slams. I'm or his say, slam, yeah, it's an slams. Oswald. Yeah. So Remy is obsessed with Oswald. So yeah. he always gets to be Mickey Mouse. And then uh, to get out of the virtual realm, we actually bought, because it was on clearance for 10 bucks at Target, we bought the Ted Lasso, oh, yeah. the game. The game. And what I really like about it is that it's not a, you're not playing against the other players. You're all playing together. Like you all, you either all win or all lose together. Yep. Which is very Ted Lasso. Yep. Uh, it took us a bit. This is a confusing game, but once you get it, it's, it's awesome. It's fun. Yeah. It's a good. I think that's so many games now. Every new board game we have gotten, it's like a chapter of learning how yes. to play this game where they even have to give you a video. Like, if you can't figure out this instruction manual, watch the video. It's easier. Yeah. Like, yeah, I need that. Step by step, show me how to do this. Like that villainous because game? Yeah, we still haven't even really got into that because yeah. we just get lost in translation. And I don't know. One day we have to go back because there's so many add-ons now for those yeah. games that we can't buy them until we play what we have. Yeah. But Ted Lasso is one of those games. If you've watched Ted Lasso, you understand it's about positive. What positivity? Positivity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have a guy like Ted Lasso in your life. You need to find one. Like mm -hmm. we should all strive to be a Ted Lasso or at least keep one around because we all need that little light every day i think and this game piggybacks on that it's it, the fact that you have to be a team to get through it i'm like duh that makes sense why yeah. would you not and that's the same with soccer yeah football sorry football is life football is life it is absolutely a team sport you cannot just rely on one player to to win the games you can't do yeah. that everybody needs to be a part so yeah. i love it it's a great game for 10 bucks. Totally well, on worth sale, it. Ours was on sale. I imagine they are on sale everywhere too, but I know sometimes clearance is different in different areas. Different areas, Like if they yeah. have too much of, yeah. of one particular thing. But well, this game has been out for a long time. I know yeah. we've noticed it quite a bit. We're always like, we should get it. We should get it. But 20 bucks out of our price range. Yeah, but 10 bucks in our yeah. price range. 9.99. Perfect. <laughs> one penny less than $10. Perfect. Uh, and then to finish this up, to kind of wrap up this episode, since we're already at an hour, what are you excited for? Oh, what am I excited for? Hmm. I'm trying to think. Anything new coming out? Your freaking birthday. I'm never excited I'm for excited my birthday. For birthday. I'm excited for my birthday when I know a Disney trip is planned around it. Which or we, if we're going to like Monterey or something. Which we initially <laughs> did. We had a Disney trip planned. But with his first game being scheduled on Saturday, we were like, yeah. how are we going to try yep. to like have him miss school? And then also... Yeah you know, try to make it back in time for his game. It was too much. And we're going for um, a Halloween party. We get to yep. go to Oogie Boogie Bash. So that's what I'm excited for. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to come by sooner rather than later. And on top of that, your sister's coming out. Yay. One of my many sisters. Yes. Uh, but my sister, Teresa, who lives in Pennsylvania, she's the only other sibling that does not still live in New York. Yes. Uh, but it's her, her husband, and then they have two kids. They have a daughter and uh, a son who will be one. He is one. He is one now. Yep. He's one. Uh, so he'll be getting into all of the things. All so of we'll have things. to make sure things are baby proof. 
Uh, but yeah, it'll be her second time yeah, visiting coming out to California. Her and her husband area. came for like their honeymoon uh-huh. because he wanted to drive a Porsche up the Pacific Coast Highway, which he did. They yeah, rented one heck and yeah. he drove it. it and really I bet cool. it was beautiful because oh, yeah. Pacific Coast Highway, come on now. Yeah. But yeah, I'm excited that they get to come out. We haven't seen them since before pandemic. Yep. We haven't seen any of the family since before 2019. Yeah, 2019, because you were pregnant with Winnie and... And we haven't seen Teresa since 2017. Yeah, because it was the last time we went back to New York. Yeah, so it's been a long time. Obviously, we do video chats all the time. Yeah. Not as much as we used to, but we try to make time to talk. Um, So I'm excited that we get to see them come out here. They get to stay with us, see where we live. We get to see the new house, show them around our town. Do some California things, obviously do a Disney trip. We're going to do the Oogie Boogie Bash the first day, and then the next two days we are going to be in the parks. So they get to enjoy Disneyland, which they have not done. They've been to Disney World, yeah. but not Disneyland. So I'm excited that we get to show them around around there, you know, our neck of the woods. Right. Um. What about you? Uh, what are well, you looking forward to? This week, I'm excited for your birthday, but only because I think I got the best birthday presents for you. I mm. think you will be very excited for these. Mm. Um, and they're not what you think, which is even better. Like, you think you know what I'm getting you for your birthday. I do. And I got you way better than that. So Because I told you what I wanted. Yeah, and I told and you. And he didn't give me anything I, that I told him I wanted. Well, because what you told me you wanted, I was like, ha, ha, ha. No. We have money, but not that kind of money. <laughs> like we have. I I told you I wanted a new car. Goodness gracious. Yeah. When well, am I going to get a birthday car? Right. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I, I don't think you want me making that kind of money because a lot of a lot of danger comes with that. <laughs> um, no, I'm excited. This weekend we're going to go see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We yeah. already bought the tickets. And oh yeah, if you guys didn't know, four dollars. It's like cinema day or movie theater day on Sunday. On Sunday, and so all the theaters, at least the Regals out here. Um, four dollar movies. So every single movie, every, every movie. type of showing, every type of format. Yep. All four dollars doesn't matter. So we jumped on it. We're going with our friends from soccer, and we're gonna go TMNT. Yeah. Which I grew up on Ninja Turtles. Loved it. I love that the kids love Ninja Turtles. They were watching it yesterday. Yes. To we get went, ready. Yeah, we were watching Ahsoka. Bucket of popcorn, which Brittany threw M&M's in because she loves when I have you stomach have, aches. You have to. So we're doing hey, that. Hey, you can eat around them. And the kids were in Remy's room watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, like on Paramount Plus or whatever it's on. I and think so. Yeah. So we we got our own little like movie rooms and it was really dope. It was really fun. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, the voice cast looks amazing. All the trailers for it look amazing. It has it's giving me um, into the Spider-Verse vibes. Yes. So I'm I'm very excited for this. And we will talk about it on the next episode. Yeah, for sure. Because we're back, guys. We're here for good. For no, good. I can't even yeah, say that because know. anytime we say we're going to be here to podcast, life just right. happens. And we're about to get real busy with soccer season starting. I don't know. It's we will try. Yeah, we'll definitely try. It's fun, though. It's, it gives us time to just sit down and chat with each other and get to talk to you guys, because then in return, you guys will message us and like let us know your opinions on the things that we've talked about. Um, I didn't get enough about VPR, so I'm really oh sad God. at you guys. I gave that, you a whole episode last week. You got um, one whole episode devoted to VPR. <laughs> I need all of and, them. And just to warn you guys, when the new season, when season 11 oh, rolls around, there will be lengthy discussions There on the will episodes. be special just VPR episodes. So don't worry. We'll mark them. So if you don't watch and you don't care, because I know a lot of people don't care about reality. 
But you were one of them. But we but we even got like Tim and Sarah into we it. Like did. they're going through and watching Vanderpump But they love Rules. reality. They, they do. They do enjoy reality. I'm surprised they did not watch this one before us. Like I don't no. I don't get it. Like how? But I'm surprised that what you're listening to, you didn't mention Give Them Lala. Oh, yes. Okay. So I had to get real quick. Sorry, guys. I had to... Once you finish season 10, it is just left on such a... I don't know. My heart hurt so bad after like for that. Sure I mean, it's not a cliffhanger. It's it's a life happened to these people. Sorry, move on now. And I'm like, I'm not ready to move on. I no, I'm not. I need closure. How do we get closure? So I go to all of their podcasts now. Lala has been my favorite so far because she gives you behind the scenes detail all the so when deets. it's that the question of oh it's not real it's you get all the people who are like that's not real you know it's not real i'm like okay they are put in certain situations that yes are producers Cult- it's cultivated yes yeah it's cultivated but all reality tv is yeah. it has to be set up yes they have call times but this these are their lives we are watching their lives sadly unfold in really horrendous ways and really if they didn't do that it would be boring. It would be boring. And nobody we would, would watch, watch the show. Like, can you imagine yeah. if we had a reality TV show? We love each, each other so much. Like, it would be so boring. Yeah. You guys would hate us. It literally would be this. Oh, did you want to work out today? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess we probably should. Okay, let's work out. What did you want for dinner tonight? I don't know. Well, I guess we'll just kind of what figure out. What do you want for dinner? I don't, I don't know. know. What are you in the mood for? I don't know. I don't know. Do you want to just do pasta again? We did pasta last night. Okay, well, <laughs> why don't we do Mexican food? I don't have beans made. All right, well... Do you want to just go out and buy food? Oh, we just ate earlier. We had lunch eat, eating out. We can't do that again. Like it would be the same episode over and over. And we love that because we love each other. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee you guys would not like that. That's why this is not a daily podcast. <laughs> we are not a reality. No. Couple. This is the most reality you're going to get from us. <laughs> we are too happy with each other to be a reality show. Yes, yes. It would like one season would take 10 years because it would be 10 episodes of the one fight we get in each year. And they're like, all right, here's the drama unfolding. <laughs> I don't even know what we fight about even. It's like something dumb. I mean, probably not so much any, anymore because now I work from home. Like I'm home all the time. That's what yeah. we fight about where you're like, you need to leave. You're here too much. <laughs> no, it hasn't got there yet, but it might guys. No, it might. That may be the drama. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I love it. I loved the drama of VPR. So again, I'm listening to give them Lala. If you need more behind the scenes, knowing all the in-depth details that you don't get from the show, she tells you. Because she watches, as the uh, show was, season 10 was airing, yeah. she would uh, highlight everything for that episode. And she would go and say, well, this is what they left out. This is what happened here. Oh, I wow. love it. So nice. It's a it's very, very much behind the scenes It look. makes you hate you know who even more. Yeah. Or both of them even more. Because you can't just hate one of them. You gotta yeah, hate them both. It's, it's They're both equal. equally crappy people. Yeah, it's an equal hate on out of a group of all crappy people. Right. <laughs> and it's not even like I love to hate them. I just hate them. Yeah. So I won't VPR you guys today. But yeah. She tried nine minutes of VPR. <laughs> it's not enough. <laughs> not enough. Never enough. Never. Never enough. Uh, cool. Well, I think that's probably gonna do it for this episode. Yes. Uh, we appreciate everybody for tuning back in. Hopefully, you guys enjoy uh, listening to this kind of new semi-fluid version of the show versus what we were doing before. Uh, and if you don't, 
then don't listen. But if you do, <laughs> we appreciate that you guys are tuning back in. I was actually really surprised uh, the number of downloads that we had for those last two episodes. So awesome. for all those two that were tuning, tuning back in, like, honestly, it means a lot to us. We do this really for ourselves, for our kids, because as the kids start to get more involved we've got a plan to be able to get them where we could do episodes where it's all four of us talking about stuff like especially if it's like a movie review and you can kind of get like from a kid's perspective what are they thinking um so there'll be some different versions of what this show eventually becomes but as we're in this kind of weird hybrid transitional period we appreciate you guys tuning in um if you have anything that you want to recommend for us to either watch or listen to or something that you're excited about, feel free to tag us. Reading, playing, what video games you're playing, what yeah. board games you're playing. Let what? us know so we can try them out if we can, and then we can talk about it on the show. Yeah, exactly, because we're always looking for new things. I mean, like I said, we work from home now. Like We very much are a nice little family unit here, so uh, any input that you guys have, we always welcome it. So wherever this is posted, Instagram or Twitter or whatnot, feel free to comment. Let us know what's going on with you, and hopefully we'll get to, like Brittany said, get to review it on a future episode. Cool. Uh, but uh, I guess. Let them go. I guess I'll let you go. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you again for listening. And as always, try, try to, to make, make the, the world, world a better, better place. place. Need even more Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars in your life? Be sure to visit our website at hiltradio.com for more magic like our blogs, videos, merch, and access to our archive of episodes. That's hyltradio.com. See you real soon.